Maybe it's once like swooping down for a mouse that sees because those things can see mice from like 200 feet. One's like swooping down for a mouse, gets distracted five feet from the ground, head first into the ground, broken eagle neck. That might be how they die. That is to say that a bald eagle would get distracted while on the hunt and and break its own neck. Is that irresponsible of me? It's very unpatriotic of you. <laughs> I I think I think you owe the troops an apology. Welcome back to another episode. <laughs> I never get to do this part. Do the intro. Welcome back to another episode of Backroads and Bonfires, your home for all podcast hilarity. I like it. Yep. That was Burke. That I'm joined heard. by my co-host, Adam Pedersen. Hut, hut. Um, Adam, how have you been? I've, uh, I've been fantastic, really. I don't like snow. I'm over winter. I love winter until January 1st. Then after that, I think it's dumb. Don't like it. Uh, I'm ready for it to be over. That's how I've been. But, you know, overall, I'm happy. I'm a Chiefs fan. Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. I'm ecstatic about that. Great game last night. Uh, Recently had a couple good podcast episodes with Adam Timmerman. Life's good, man, I guess. I only thing that'd be better if I was podcasting full time. Sorry to interrupt you. I don't like when you talk about your other podcast guests in front of me. <laughs> it makes me feel insecure. I'm sorry. I feel like it's been a while. It's been three One weeks since you looked at me. <laughs> anyway, here we are. Do you remember Tom? Yeah, I do. I miss him. I do remember Tom. I see pictures of him on Snapchat, so I know I'll is never forget in, what he looks is he like. Is he in Jamaica? He's in Jamaica, man. Jamaica, Iowa, or Jamaica, the country? The- I think the country. Okay. I think he's in the country. And where he was at, it didn't look like Iowa. Hey, okay, I'm going to say a quote, and you name the movie. Okay. If I wasn't Jamaican, why would I be wearing this hat? <laughs> cool Runnings? No, Half-Baked. Oh, really? Half-Baked. Dang. Cool when Runnings. He, when he pretends a... to be uh, Jamaican. Dang. When I hear Jamaica in movies, I instantly, it's just Cool Runnings. I haven't seen Cool Runnings in a while. I think my kids might like that. I should show him. And I haven't seen it since I was a kid. All right. I'm going to say a line. Let's see if you can name the movie. Jamaica, we have a bobsled team. (laughs) Are you pleased with yourself? (laughs) Oh, shoot. All right. How have you been, Ryan? Busy. Burke. Baseball has started. I got lessons. I got throwing. I got, I just got so much going on, but it's good. It's a good busy, but. It will be full throttle from January 1st till late July. Love it. Yep. Can I say something? Sure. And don't take this personally. Okay. I really like your pants. You like my... Yes. I Are these called chinos? I think so. Slacks? I'm going to go chinos. I think they're a nice pair of slacks. That's one of my go-to colors also. Yep. Um, 
So I really like these pants as well, and I just buy them in multiple different colors, and I wear them all the time. Mm-hmm. I do have one pair of jeans, but I honestly prefer these pants over everything. I wish I would have had more pants like this in high school. In high school, I wore a lot of jeans. Same. And I wore a lot of Dickies work pants because I was like a skater punk kid. <laughs> nice. I have a pair of my favorite pair of jeans. It's like they're like half jean, half chino. They're my favorite pants I've ever owned in my life. And now that I know I love them, I'm probably going to go buy like eight more pairs. Are these the stretchy pants you were raving about on text? Yes. Those gray ones. They look just. They're, they're, je- they're jeans? They're jeans like slash chinos. They're like, they're jeans. Mm. I think I might get back into Jinkos. Oh boy. If you do, I'm going to need a picture of that. What would you think if I came to like the next home basketball game and just walked to the gym wearing Jinkos? If you did that. Would that be so great? I would give you a standing ovation <laughs> and I would I would ask I would ask the AD if I could have the mic and announce to everyone that there's someone wearing Jinko jeans in the gym. <laughs> Like Jinkos with a wallet chain. <laughs> I wish sometimes I wish I could do things solely for the reaction, just to oh. see what would happen. But there's enough people that wouldn't even get the joke, and it would be like, "Yeah, why is our teacher and baseball coach wearing the craziest pants I've ever seen in my life?" And then like all the millennials would just die laughing. <laughs> it would be the greatest thing. Yeah, all the parents would love it. Yeah, man, you just gave me an idea for a pot for a YouTube video. I'd like do a just wear some Jenko jeans around and do some random reactions. Where do you think we could get Jenkos? Is there a Pomida? That's a great <laughs> <laughs> Pomida. I think Pomida might still sell them. Pomida or Alco. Question is, does Pomida still exist? Is there one anywhere? Pomida. It's not really a place. It's more of a state of mind. <laughs> All right. Well, then Pomida still exists here in Northwest Iowa, within me. If I wasn't Jamaican, why would I be wearing this hat? <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> Pamida. Wow, what a toss. Hey, I got some thoughts. I love it. I bring, got some thoughts. Bring some thoughts. Okay, first I hear off. Your thoughts and I'll I'm share lo- some thoughts. I'm loving this pillow. Those if you can see it on the video, I have a pillow under my arm and I feel like it's just resting. Everything's resting. Um, for those listeners, I'm just really enjoying this pillow situation. I really like to watch TV just holding a pillow. I just hold it. It's very comforting. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here's my thought. Okay. You know how it's illegal to kill bald eagles? Yeah. How do bald eagles die? Whoa. <laughs> Cancer? <laughs> do they just get arthritis so bad? And then, they j- like, I saw a bald eagle the other day, and I was like, nobody can do anything about that. So, like, do they just, like, fall out of the sky out of old age? Do bald eagles have natural predators? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think a bald eagle has a predator. When's the last time you just saw a bald eagle die? Or, like, came upon a dead bald eagle? <sighs> Man, I don't think I've ever seen a dead one. I've seen many alive ones in my life. Do do bald eagles live forever? Well, they are America's do they die? animal, right? Do bald eagles ever die? No. There's probably, like, a habitat where after, they're like, 40 years, they all go live. Do they just become, like, flags? In northern Alaska. Mm-hmm. That's a thought. Okay. For the listeners out there. That's a thought. I'm, I'm going to pose this question to the listeners. Have you ever seen a dead bald eagle? That's my question to the listeners. Well, have you people? We're waiting. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? 
So that's that's one thought I had. Maybe it's once like swooping down for a mouse that sees because those things can see mice from like two hundred feet. One's like swooping down for a mouse gets distracted five feet from the ground, head first into the ground, broken eagle neck. That might be how they die. That is to say that a bald eagle would get distracted while on the hunt and and break its own neck. Is that irresponsible of me? It's very unpatriotic of you. <laughs> I I think I think you owe the troops an apology. <laughs> I'm gonna start sending out some postcards. <laughs> um, okay, next thought. Okay, do you remember the candy runs? Oh, of course. When's the last time you saw wow. them for sale? Runts. I freaking love runts. Okay, hold on. I want to make sure I'm getting this right. They were hard candy and they were like fruit shaped. Yeah, you got like the banana, yeah. the lime. I like all of them except banana. The orange. Now, there's a good place for banana. But when's the last time you saw runts for Dude, sale? Dude, I don't know. I would buy runts. You can't buy them. I, would, I legit would They're buy runts. off the market. Runts were a hot item at the concession stand back in the day. I don't remember Runtz even being at the concession stand. Runtz and Mambas. Here's here's where I remember Runtz the most. Okay. You go into like like a small town auto mechanics. Yeah. And oh, they got the candy dispenser yes! in the lobby. For a quarter. For a quarter, you can get a handful of Runtz. Man, what and a deal. And if it was super nice, it was like the quad that, yes. that you could just spin it. Like, you want a quarter, you get some peanut M&M's. You want some runs? You want some Reese's pieces? Or you want some Skittles? But you, you just are, like your dad would give you a quarter and you'd get a handful of runs. You are you bring up a lot of things that ignite my memory bank. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's always in like those places that you would see a dispenser yep. for runs. What I'm thinking of right now is those trips that I told you about when I would ride to the bank and Rembrandt with my dad on the gravel roads on mm-hmm. roller coaster hill listening to Paul Harvey. Yep. Across the bank, across the street from the bank, was like this little hardware slash convenience store, and they yeah. had one of those dispensers. My dad would always give me and my sister quarters to go get M- peanut M and M's and runts. Yep, man. And then there's the good old days, man. And then those those auto mechanic places too always had like a pop machine with like pop for fifty cents, and it was always like Dr Pepper, Minute Maid, Orange, Seven Up, Yep, RC Cola. <laughs> it was, those were yep and, plastic sign on the pop machine was super faded yep and I, I remember going to those kind of places with my dad like running errands yeah and he'd give you so great he'd give you like a couple quarters and you'd go get some runs and a little soda pop simpler times man gosh the good old days <laughs> i don't know what i was doing the other day but i just go man i want some runs and i just thought i'm, I'm surely a- you can buy them like on amazon or something like that are they are they a wonka candy yeah yeah but I just don't understand why we're not seeing them. Because they do all these newfangled. Everyone's doing. I bet the problem is everyone's doing all their uh, their like name brand stuff. Like Casey's doing making their own Casey's brand things now. Everyone's trying to do their own name brand stuff. Like Walmart's great value and all that. And so Skittles and Eminem, only the powerhouses who have a smaller price point can survive in the gas stations. Okay. Maybe uh, that's the answer. On Amazon. You can get runs. Well, it just happened. <laughs> just push the button to see so I could see the power bars. Oh, there was purple runs too. There was grape. That's legit. Yeah. I, I think I might order some of these off Amazon and just take them for a spin. I don't see why not. I'll bring them over. 
bring them over and then like if they're as good as we remember we'll order a big old bunch of them and we'll just eat them all summer at the baseball field oh then remember they came out with chewy runs i sure do i don't eat chewy runs i want to work for my food Okay, the runs line up as of 2017. Okay. Banana, Yuck. orange. Love it. Strawberry, mm. green apple. Yep. Grape. Woo! Okay, green apple? I always thought that was a lime. It used to be lime because it was the circle and the lime shape. Okay, yeah. Original runs in 1982 had banana, cherry, strawberry. Remember, one was red and one was pink. Yep. And then orange and lime. Orange was, oh my gosh, the orange runt was so good. I like when you would bite them in half. You yes. would just see the inside was just white. Yes. Just compacted oh, white those sugar. hard candies and the powder <laughs> just like explodes in your mouth. Oh my wait, goodness. Wait till this picture loads. I want to show you this. Are you using a rotary phone? Golly, look at that. I want to buy one for my apartment. Wouldn't that be great? I'm going to buy one for my apartment and charge people money to actually use it and make start making money on it. First, you got to get people to come over here. <laughs> You're going to be the only one ever using it, and I'll give it to you for free for podcasting. Okay. I took <laughs> notes in my phone of things. Why did I write Runt's Trivia? <laughs> I was going to do, do a whole trivia bit on Runt's. I must have been totally distracted. I don't like banana. I've never liked banana-flavored candy. Did we talk about cattle farming Twitter recently? What? That was in my notes, too. Cattle farming Twitter? Yeah, because of like you and, and uh, Kyle Glinky and the, the things, the people that you follow and retweet that gets into my the algorithm has slowly worked in a, lot, to see cattle people? a lot of cattle farming Twitter. <laughs> and it's all being, the algorithm is just pumping them in from you and Kyle Glinky. No, that's funny. Yeah. I apologize. I, it's just a world I don't understand, but... I'm seeing a lot of tweets about being a cattle farmer. Hey, I'm taking some fatties to the locker Thursday. Oh, yeah? R.I.P. They're going to make some people real happy. What's their names? Hmm. I don't know. I didn't name them. You don't name the cows? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I let my kids or my friends' kids name them when they come out and see the baby calves in the summer or in the spring after they're born. I didn't have any names for these ones. <clears throat> um. So this is something that I always thought was funny, but other people might not. My friend Derek <laughs> in high school, instead of referring to them as kittens or puppies, he would just call them baby dogs or baby cats. He'd be like, oh, we just got this new baby dog. And we'd be <laughs> so he was saying it to be funny. And I would be like, do you mean puppy? Like, it's just so funny. I don't know why that's funny to me. But if you would have said baby cow. Funny. I think that's always a funnier way to say it. Like, hey, check out this baby cat. (laughs) I'm going to try to start doing it. Maybe I'm the only one that thinks stuff like that is funny, but it's just funny to me. I'm sure there's some people out there. Like, baby sheep? That's just funnier than lamb. It is. It is a lot funnier. Yep. Nice. Um, My wife sent me a thing on Instagram today. Or Facebook. Yes, sir. Um. And it was a picture. Of, it was like all these pictures of really old people, but they all had names like people are naming their kids now. Oh, no. Like it was going to be really fun. It's going to be really funny when like this generation gets old and you have like baby McKaylee, but or like, gra- excuse me, like grandma McKaylee, but it's spelled like M Y C K Y L E I G H grandpa Braden. Yeah. Can you imagine when there's Grandpa Bradens? It's going to be silly. It's going to be wild. 
I, uh, I'm, my name's Ryan, and I think it's going to be weird to be like, oh, that's Grandpa Ryan. Like, Ryan is not a grandpa's name. It, yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen a Grandpa Adam either. I'm sure it's a little more common. Have you ever heard of Adam and Eve? Mm, yes. The father he, of mankind. He was a grandpa. Let me take that back. I didn't mean that. First man, not father of mankind. What's the diff? I don't know. Father of mankind is God. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, you're going to have like 18 grandkids, I bet. This is my grandpa, Jackson. <laughs> I've seen way more Ys in names. Than like the letter Y. The letter Y. Okay. I've seen way more in names the last 10 years than I ever dreamed I would. When we were growing up, it was like Ashley. <laughs> yeah cody and that's about it yeah that's like the only time why i would really take center stage Yeah, i can't even think of any others that's it <laughs> it's been quite a renaissance for the why it has been why is <laughs> having a glow up uh a major glow up it's almost like we're treating why like uh we bullied it back in the day and now we feel bad and so we're like going over the top to try to make it feel included we're throwing them in in places that don't even make any sense nope I, whenever I see a name that's got a lot of Y's just thrown in all, excuse my language, but willy nilly. <laughs> yeah. I think, and willy nilly. I think for the rest of that child's life, when they go to the DMV, they go anywhere and they go, what's your name? And they say it and then they go and they start writing it in the prison. No, sorry. There's actually like four Y's in there. There's one there and there's <laughs> one there. And the DMV person is going to be like, I hate you. Can't we just go back to people named Eric? <laughs> Eric, Tom, Dave, Tim. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I just, I, it's just an observation. We're going, we're, we're going pretty crazy with the Y's. Yeah, we are. Yep. Y stayed on its grind and it was patient. And now look. Once a cast off by the other vowels, like, we'll hang out with you sometimes. Like, sometimes you'll be a vowel, but other times we're not really going to consider you one. <laughs> When the rest of us don't want to show up in the word fly, then we'll say that you're the vowel. But if the word is like city, then you can't hang out with the I because it's the vowel in that word. <laughs> you know, just stuff like that. Ah, great point. A lot of X's too. Yeah, like Jackson, Daxton. Mm, yeah. Um, I can't think of any others at the time. Braxley. Ooh, yeah. The Brax. There's a lot of Braxes lately. Yeah. Braxton, Braxley. I don't know. Braximus. Xerox. <laughs> that would never made sense to me. That's, Why is there an X at the beginning? That's not a name. Oh. Well, it's like in Greek, like like um, Xerxes. Good call. Starts with an X. Good call. Good call, my man. Well. Sorry. Yeah, you did. You did that. Oh. <laughs> never mind. It's not even funny. <laughs> cut 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 that whole piece out of me just spinning my wheels trying to think of something like yeah, that. Yeah, the wheel idiot. spinning is funny. It's not that funny. <laughs> I've seen funnier. Oh shoot. I got a couple thoughts to share with you. What do you got? Burke. I almost called you Rag Guy. What was I gonna what was the nickname of the other day I told you I was gonna give you? Brag Guy? No, it was hey, something Brian? else and I said I wasn't gonna I got. I was like mad at you about it. <laughs> Brian, wasn't it like B R Y N? No, no. it it's was a, way dumber than that. I can't remember what it was. We had a good talk. Anyway, uh, these kids nowadays are pampered when it comes to school pictures. Pa- okay, like 
the pictures can get altered, touched up with all the technology and stuff nowadays. Like when I feel like when we went to school and took school pics back in the day, if you had a zit, if you had a bad hair day, if your smile was all jacked up, if you just if you blinked and something looked weird and the tough luck if it got snapped at the wrong time. Am I wrong? Well, I feel like we've always had one day of retakes. Did we? I don't I think so. Man, I, I could be wrong. I always felt like you better be on your game. I okay, so I looked back at our text message about the stupid nickname you're gonna call me. Okay. It was Birch. Like Simon Birch. <laughs> and you took a really stupid circuitous circuitous route to get to it. It had you to were make like, total sense. Your name's Ryan Burkhart, so I will call you Brian Burkhart, which is BB, which is Simon? What? Oh, yeah, because in Simon Birch, he said my... Oh, yeah. I've turned into BBs. Yeah, and then it just made no sense. So I was going to call you Birch. And then I said I would call you PB, and I don't even know why. <laughs> I do. I don't remember it, but it's... I'm prob- not going to say it. You probably shouldn't, <laughs> but I don't even know what that stands for. Okay. <laughs> All right. Another thought I have. So school picture day. I don't know. I feel like the kids got it better than us, but whatever. Um, well, they have all these different backgrounds. That's true. Now they get like these cool backgrounds. They can put you in a forest in front of a tree. Yeah. We just had like a, I don't know, something that looked like. I think a, we just sat in front of a blue screen, didn't we? No, it had a little bit of texture to it. It was like a Windows 95 desktop type situation behind yeah. us. Yeah. So. When I was in elementary school, they started this thing called spring pictures. Okay. And you could you could really flare it up. Like <laughs> they told us like, "Hey, if you want to like get a picture holding like your boxcar children books cuz you love reading, like you can." So Really? Yeah, so I brought my Denver Broncos football. I wore my John Elway jersey and I wore my John Elway hat. And I was like, first off, I love John Elway and I love the Broncos, so I'm going to take this picture. And then the lady freaking moved my hat. Why? Because she's like, uh, we got to be able to see your eyes a little more. So she freaking put my hat on my head like a bird was carrying overhead and just plopped it on my head like it was barely sitting there. <laughs> Looks like Fred McGriff in a Tommy Mansky video. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I just look like I look stupid. You look like one of the old farmers who barely sets it on. Yeah. But my dad had that picture for the longest time. I have one somewhere. I reposted it on social media within the last couple of years. And I was like, to the other guys in my class, I am so sorry you had to compete with this. It's not fair. I was swagged <laughs> out to the nines. Oh, I love it so much. Drippy. He got that John L.A. drip. Yeah, that's right. Ma'am. Um, I have two more thoughts. One of them I'm going to save because we've had a great opening. But I was watching a TikTok video earlier, and I was trying to learn how to whistle. I remember when I was 12. Go ahead. <laughs> I was trying to learn how to whistle. You know how to whistle? Oh, well, I mean, I know how to like do that. I was trying to do the finger. Oh, my fingers wife in, can do fingers that. Fingers in the mouth, loud my whistle. My wife can do the crazy loud whistle. She she like puts it, yeah, kind of like hooks her doing, fingers. I want to know how to do that one because I'd love to be able to one-hand it. I was yeah. trying to do the two-hander. Oh, how'd the two-hander go? Well, all I did was spit all over my yeah. fingers on my couch Just and get all the over spitty. myself. Yeah, oh, yeah. We've all been there. But these people in the video were like, oh, God, a first try. And it sounded great, but I can't I think, do a loud whistle. I think they're lying. I could do a great, like, just I, I, whistle along to a song whistle. It's not their first time doing it. 
jerks. You can't trust anything you see on YouTube, social media, um, reality TV. It's all fake. All of it. It just ended up a mess. My fingers were wet and I had like spit all over. My wife has like tried to walk me through like, okay, you got to do this. You got to like do this with your tongue and you got to like, and like, it just, it doesn't make any sense. And you can't do it. I can't do anything. Like I can't roll my tongue. Can you roll your tongue? Oh yeah. Yeah. I can't do that. I can't, I can't do any of those crazy. Yep. There like physically about me, there is nothing crazy. I'm not double jointed. I can't do like, I can't flare my nostrils. I can't really, you know, when you're a kid, you can't flare the old Nazis. No, not on purpose. I'm sure it happens, but I can flare them. You know, right now. I'm going to try to get this thought out for the fifth time. Sorry. <laughs> Tom's not even here. Usually it's you two. You're just talking to yourself. Uh, I can't do any of those like body tricks that you would do like on the bus when you're a kid. Like what else is there? There's the flipping your eyelids out. Can't do that. Yuck. Tom does that. Disgusting. There's the double jointed. Uh, move your earlobes. You move your ears. Can't do that. I can move my ears. Um, I can't. I can't do cross-eyed. I can't go cross-eyed. For real? Watch. I'll try. Whoa. Am I doing it? <laughs> no. I think I'm trying. You look like a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm doing it, but I'm not. That's gonna end up on the video. <laughs> no, there was the one that people could do the instead of roll their tongue, they could the front would make look it, rolled. Make it look like a W. Yeah. Yeah. I can't Crazy. do that either. Can't do that either. Yeah, I can't do that. I can do. I can roll my tongue. I can move my ears. I can flare my nostrils. I can go cross-eyed. But I, I, I'm I not double whistle. jointed. I can whistle. Had a boy. Yep. I mean, that's the most important one of all of them. So you're good. Actually, pretty crisp whistler. Yeah. I like to. You want to? Do you want to whistle something right now? That was good. Mm-hmm. And then I do this one between my teeth, like it's not nearly as good. I like that subtle. I like that. I feel like I learned that a whole baseball season. I was like standing in the dugout during varsity games and not being very loud with it, but I'm like, I'm going to learn how to whistle a different way. I remember, uh, I remember random summer day when my dad like taught me and my sister how to whistle when we were little kids, we were outside the garage in the driveway and I picked it up and was great at it. And my sister couldn't. And I feel like she got a little frustrated and she can whistle now, but it's like, subpar compared to me she's gonna listen to this too and probably get annoyed with me sorry sis because she can't whistle very well not not compared to me no what a loser (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny hey can you do that pig noise with your throat oh i used to be able to do it oh that's the grossest (laughs) sound of the world you're not doing the pig noise you're just like regurgitating wait there it is You're not doing it. Because I'm laughing. You're just making like the grossest noise ever. Uh, I don't even know what that's gonna sound like on playback. I used to be able to make the I used to be able to do the pig noise. I can do it. (laughs) Nice. That does sound like a pig. Did it sound like that in the mic? Yeah. Okay. Um it sounded better than mine. Yeah, I remember just like I was sitting at the table when I was a kid playing dominoes. I made that noise for the first time, and I was like, whoa, what the, I can, and I started doing it, and my mom was like, is that you? That sounds like a pig. I was playing a domino rally. Do you remember that? Do you remember domino rally? Uh Uh-huh. 
We set them up and yes, sir. We had like this cool, like glow in the dark graveyard one, and it would do all these cool things. Anyway, we got to talk to my brothers about that because we had a lot of fun with Domino Rally. This is what I love about this podcast, Berg. You just never know the path we're going to go down. I wasn't planning on talking about that oink sound. I just no. thought of it as like one of those weird tricks. The beauty of this podcast. You woke up today having no idea you're going to be sitting on my couch later oinking like a pig. Nope. Or hearing you make the grossest sound known to man. <laughs> that was like a deep digestion sound. Oh, sound like you were brewing something <laughs> over there, my guy. Oh, man. All right. That was a that was a fun opening. All right, the main topic is something we're going to talk about a couple things here. The first thing is something that you brought up many moons ago when we when you became a regular or whatever we want to call it, and you said that I'd like to talk about the books we read growing up sometime because you read some good books. You love to do it. I wasn't a big avid reader, but I did read a few different series. Pretty consistently and so i'll share those but i um, loved reading as a kid yeah start us off what is what are some you read i'm sure our audience is going to relate to a lot of what we're about to say i read a lot of boxcar children well if we go back to the beginning berenstein bears classics Big, yeah there's a berenstein bears treehouse book that i was obsessed with i re- I checked it out from the library at school all the time because it had like this super elaborate <laughs> did that come through yeah wow that was that was a burp. That was a whiskey burp. Um, it had this treehouse in it that was I thought was cool, and I was like, I want to build one of those someday. So, as big Berenstein Bears guy, really enjoyed Berenstein Bears go on vacation. That was a banger, classic. Um, and Berenstein Bears too much pressure. Um, all right, so then big boxcar children guy, and like they're basically on their own, like taking care of themselves. Wow. But then somehow they just start solving mysteries. <laughs> they, they don't live in the boxcar forever. But um, boxcar children number three, Yellow House Mystery, really, really good. Boxcar children number 19, Benny Solves a Mystery, classic. I can't believe you remember those. Yeah. So, and I used to go to the library in town, like when my grandma would watch me in the summer or something like that or whatnot. Uh, maybe we had a day off from school on the weekday. Um, she lived like three blocks from the library and she would let me walk to the library by myself. I would check out a boxcar children book. I'd walk back and I would sit in the back room at her house, at her apartment. My grandparents had an apartment when I was growing up and I would read the boxcar children book in one day. I'd read the whole book and I'll come out. If you tell me that there's lunch ready or you, (laughs) you like want somebody to play cards with, I'll play cards with you. That's fine. I was like, so I would just read an entire boxcar children book. And then like at like three o'clock before my mom would come pick me up, I would walk back to the library and return it and be like, I read this. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my, it's probably days where your grandparents forgot you were there. My grandparents had cable and I still would just rather wow. read. Um, and I read a lot of goosebumps, but if you're getting out of series and you're talking about like just kind of one-off books, Gary Paulson's book hatchet, you know Hatchet? No. Okay. I've heard of Gary Paulson. You don't know Hatchet? No. Okay. I so, have heard of Gary Paulson, though. Um, Hatchet is this adolescent boy. He's probably 12, 13. He, um, he's going to visit his dad in, like, Canada. Okay. He's on, like, a two, like a, like a twin Cessna, right? Twin engine Cessna. Pilot has a heart attack. 
Yikes. Plane crashes in the middle of the Canadian wilderness into a lake. Okay. Wow. And he like, it's basically castaway before castaway, but like a 13 year old boy. And at one point he like has to swim down into the wreckage to try to get something. And the pilot's body is still there. Yikes. And like, basically he has this hatchet with him that ends up, he kind of uses for everything. It kind of saves his life, but it's like such a cool tale of survival. I think like every 12 year old boy should read hatchet. Well, don't tell me how it ends because I kind of want to read that. It's really good. I actually have a copy at my house Man, um, number of the stars by Lois Lowry. Do you know any Lois Lowry books? No. The giver. No. So number of the stars is about the Holocaust. Um, and like it takes place in Denmark. Like this family takes a Jewish girl in and basically says she's one of their, she's another daughter of theirs to try to hide her from the Nazis. Yeah. I think in the end they end up getting to Sweden, which was a neutral country in world war two. But, um, and then she also wrote the giver, which is like a, it's like kind of dystopian future where like most people are, if I remember right, they're kind of devoid of emotion and memories and, and they've put all their memories onto this one old guy in town. And when he's going to die, he has to pick the next person to be the, like the giver. And the, and so like this boy has to go through the training to be like, Hey, you're going to store all the memories for the next generation. I don't remember how that one ends, but it's like, I think they made it into a movie at one point. It's very like Sounds future interesting. dystopian world where yeah. c- civilization is yeah devoid of humanity wow did you read any books i did like uh such as i distinctly remember two series that i read when i was little the hardy boys okay or is it the hardy brothers hardy Hardy boys Boys. they're a little before our time yeah i don't know i loved they're kind of in the 60s i would make those i remember in a previous episode i said i loved (laughs) me and my sister and my mom we would like go to storm lake and we would rollerblade and then we would go to the library and I always checked out Hardy Boys books. Okay. I like to read the Hardy Boys. They're all mystery very, solving. It's very similar to Boxcar Children because they yeah. were solving mysteries. Solving too. mysteries. Yep. And then I want to know if you've heard of this one. It's so amazing. The Chip Hilton series. No. Books. Okay. It is. I, I got a lot of notes written here about Chip Hilton series. So uh, Chip Hilton. It's like uh, Coach Claire B. I think is a guy. An actual human wrote them all. Um, Chip Hilton is based off this guy named Bob Davies, who played basketball at Seton Hall back in the day. Okay. That Claire B. coached, but Chip Hilton is like the hero in all the books. They're all sports books, hundred percent sports books. It's him and his teammates. <laughs> his friends are Biggie, Soapy, Speed, and Fireball. Great, <laughs> great names. His girlfriend is Mitzi. Uh, there was a Mitzi in my school. Really? Only, only other Mitzi I've ever heard of. That's amazing. So basically, he's like, if it's a if it's a book about the basketball season, he's usually he's always the best player. Always has to like overcome a lot of negativity though. Like w- there was one about baseball once. He was working at the steel mill in his town for the summer, and his steel mill had a baseball team, and they ended up like in this summer league, this amateur league, but then. Uh, Chip finds out that a lot of the people playing in the amateur league are actually professionals who are lying, and he has to like 
go like do the right thing and like all it's there's always like a problem that he has to solve or like he has to overcome like bad people doing stuff to him and he's always a good guy he does the right thing he always overcomes and wins in the end it's it, they're amazing books i hobbs would love them when he's older I, I used to read these sports books and i can't i don't know if mike lupica wrote them but there was one that was a baseball that i really liked and i wonder if it was a chip hilton book dude they're so good they were yeah these kind of they're about that thick kind yeah. of chapter books yep i i've i wish i could remember what they were they're amazing when hobbs is older he would love the chip hilton books did you ever read any lewis sakar no holes uh-uh i think he also wrote uh west side school is falling down that sounds familiar it was like each chapter was about a different like the school was like super tall yeah. and like each floor was a different grade but like each grade was like crazy with crazy teacher like it was a really interesting book where like each yeah i feel like each chapter you'd read about a different grade huh west side school is falling down nice any other books you got there that was like outside of those i just loved reading like sports magazines (laughs) oh sports illustrated for kids i read all the time yeah sports illustrated i would go i would always beg my parents to buy me all like the athlon sports previews when every sport was coming up so I could read about the baseball previews and college basketball and college football previews and stuff like that. I always wanted to to draw a picture and send it into Sports Illustrated for Kids because remember they would publish those. Sure do. And I I remember like I would draw Sports Illustrated for Kids covers. I drew one with like Vin Baker when he got traded to the Sonics, and it was Vin Baker with a sign that said "Home Sweet Home," and like I really wanted to send it in. Yeah, that's was, amazing. Big Sports Illustrated for Kids fan. Uh, our library had those at yeah. school, and I would always um, look at them or check them out. Uh, okay, so then get this. When I get into sixth grade, okay, I got really into John Grisham novels. Are you serious? Yes. My dad loves John Grisham. I was very precocious as a kid. So in sixth grade, <laughs> when my friends are reading like, <laughs> yeah, Nancy Drew, I was reading <laughs> The Firm. The Pelican Brief, <laughs> Runaway Jury. Like, I was reading legal thrillers by John Grisham, and I was into them. I read them a lot. That's yeah. incredible. You in sixth grade are reading books my dad loved to read when he, like, turned 40. <laughs> I've always been an old soul. By the end of high school, I was deep into books again, but this time it was all, like, Christian theology. Yeah. Like, I was reading, like, Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis and and stuff like that, where... I just found that stuff super interesting where have you ever read mere Christianity heard of it? Never read it. highly recommend. Um, so when, during the battle of Britain in world war two, when the Germans were just bombing Britain day and night, um, the BBC had CS Lewis come on the air and just talk about Christian faith, um, as like a way to sort of boost people's morale. And then they took those talks, put them in a book and published them. But at the very beginning of the book, he is just making the blanket case for the existence of a God or a higher power, right? Sure. He's just sort of laying the groundwork for this. By the end of the book, he is making the case for like the Christian God of the Bible and stuff like that. But he's getting into just all kinds of very interesting topics about theology and morality and and just all that stuff existential questions very fascinating stuff that does sound like something i would enjoy yeah i i i love mere christianity i think it's a fantastic book yeah 
Yeah, that's pretty much all I read nowadays. I I read like biographies or Christian books. I feel like there's some classics I never read that I probably should. So I read like The Great Gatsby and stuff like that. I'm like, nice. these are books that I feel like everybody should have read once in their life. Yep. Speaking of, I wrote down uh, books that I loved reading in high school. Yep. Great, Great Gatsby was one of them. Yep. Read it. It was a phenomenal book. Um, to Kill a Mockingbird. We read that in school. Harper um, Lee. Yep, yep. So good. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable book. Uh, and then there were none. Also, sometimes it's known as Ten Little Indians. I don't think I know that one as well. It's incredible. And then uh, what started my crazy fandom of Lord of the Rings and all that, we read The Hobbit. See, I don't like fantasy. Oh, man. Did I, I, I love it? I can't keep it all straight. Whoa. Like, when I was in college. Oh, did I just pull that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I felt like it was there wedged. It is. It's wedged. So, as a we're te- good. as a teacher, it's still recording. Yeah, we're down okay. to one bar, but it'll th- uh, be interesting. We'll as make a, it. It'll fail as always. We always have to pause for you to put new batteries in. <laughs> um, as a teacher, I had to take adolescent literature in college, which was literally like read books that teenagers read, and I had to read Harry Potter, and I e. did not enjoy it. Harry Potter, I've watched the movies last summer, loved them. I'm not sure I'd like the books though. I don't like fantasy stuff because. It's all such made up stuff. I can't keep it straight. Like, like, don't get me wrong. I think Lord of the Rings and that entire universe, mad respect. J.R.R. Tolkien, you're a genius. You mm-hmm. wrote all this stuff. It's not for me. My favorite trilogy of all time. I don't blame you. Lord it's of good the stuff. Um, Samwise Gamgee. Gesundheit. <laughs> um, I don't know what that means. I'm not Catholic. <laughs> uh, that's... That's a shout out to my friend TJ. <laughs> if I ever ask my friend TJ, um, if I ever text TJ and ask him like, hey, have you ever heard of this? His response is always, I don't know what that is because I'm Catholic. Like, it doesn't <laughs> even matter what it is. I could just be like, hey, have you ever heard of jazz chism for the Marlins? No, I'm Catholic. Like, that's his, he just, <laughs> it's his joke for everything. And he's very Catholic. Oh, that's um, funny. I read, uh. Oh, I had to read the Hunger Games one time. And Man, honestly, those are good. They were good. The movies are incredible. Didn't really watch the movies, but Ooh, boy, I thought good. the book was good. I don't know how why I read the book or why I had to, but I did and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my mom reading the Hunger Games books randomly when I was in I think after college when I moved back home. Do you have favorite books? Like do you have a favorite book? Oh man, my favorite book ever was a huge fan of of Mice and Men or To Kill a Mockingbird. How did I forget to write down Of Mice and Men? You kind of like the classics. Of some, Mice and Men. Some John Steinbeck. Of Mice and Men and to kill, a, to kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird was incredible. Did you ever read The Outsiders by Essie Hinton? Yes. Essie Hinton and Harper Lee. Two, like, teenage girls yep. that write, like, American literary classics. Yeah. Freaks. Maya. Uh, that's rude. The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis. I, I huh. really love that book. That is a story, um, but it's an allegory like a lot of stuff. It's like Lord of the Rings, right? It's an allegory. Yeah. It's 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 about something, but it's really not about that. You know what I mean? Yep. So I have some, some kids that sometimes... So for graduation, I always give kids a card that says... It's like it's got different options. What do you, what do you want? You want gas money? You want pizza gift card? You want a book to read, you know, stuff like that. And whenever a kid um, 
I don't want to say whenever, but usually when a kid marks, I want a good book to read and puts it in the mail, um, I send them The Great Divorce. Nice. Okay, I have one more book recommendation. Bring it. One Shot at Forever. This is a true story. I feel like I actually own that. It's a true story about a 1970s baseball team in Illinois. Hmm. And I think they're turning it into a movie. Chris Ballard wrote it. A friend of mine sends me the Sports Illustrated article. He's like, you're going to love this. Because on this like 1970, I want to say it was like 74 or something like that, baseball team in small town Macon, Illinois, this team, this is back before Illinois had any classes, right? It's just all the high schools are in one class. So to be a state champion, you have to basically be the best of every school in the state. Kind of like when old Elta won their state basketball title. Little Macon, Illinois ends up making a run to the state tournament. And I won't tell you what happens, but they have this coach who is completely outside the box. His name's Elsie Sweet. He's got a Fu Manchu. He's got long hair. The kids can, he lets the kids sew peace signs on their hat to protest the Vietnam War. Wow. He's got a girl in the dugout keeping stats, which was unheard of in the 70s. Yeah. Um, he lets the kids blast Jesus Christ Superstar from a boom box. I mean, he's <laughs> so like, just not what, what a baseball coach was in the 70s. And, and the kids just love him. And he takes this team to the state tournament. And though I think it was the right fielder on that team was like a freshman, was Brian Snitker, the manager of the Atlanta Braves. Really? And that's how my friend sent me this article. He's like, hey, you're a Braves fan. And I was like, this is incredible. And then I saw that that there was a book and I, I read it. I loved it. I have it in my classroom. I, I loan it out to kids. One shot at forever. One shot at forever. It's 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 so cool. I can't wait for them to make it a movie and I hope they make it really well. That'd be amazing to see. You know what book you would like? A Day No Pigs Would Die. Really? By Richard Peck. It is a story. It's very. It's a short novel. It's a story about like a Shaker boy, which is like it's a religion short of like being a Quaker. Sure. Um, and his dad is a farmer. Try not to give too much away, but this is a book about growing up and becoming a man. And it's when it's time to put childish things away and do what a man needs to do. Um, I gave this book to my dad who wasn't, my dad wasn't a huge reader, but I mostly remember my dad reading all the time was the newspaper or Wallace farmer magazine. <laughs> but as my dad got older, I did notice him starting just to read more for fun. But, um, I gave this book to my dad and I said, it would mean a lot if you would read this book because it's important to me. And this book made me think about my relationship with you a lot. And he goes, okay. And he's, I, you know, I asked him later, I said, did you read it? And he goes, I did, I did read it and I liked it. And I think, thanks for giving it to me. You know, my dad wasn't one for book talks, whatever, but I asked my mom in private, I go, did he really read that book? And she goes, he did. He sat in the chair every night and would read it. And my dad's no longer with us. He passed away a couple of years ago. Yeah. And it always meant a lot to me that for somebody that didn't like to read books per se, my dad didn't read for fun. Yeah. My dad didn't read novels. For my dad to to understand that that was important to me that he read that book, that meant a lot. Yeah, and I it's a quick read. You could read that book in two nights. What's it called again? A day no pigs would die. A day no pigs would die because his dad butchered pigs. All right. So it's a book about being a man. All right, I'll check it out. And I think the listener should check it out too. Richard Peck. It's sure. Yep. Uh, that reminded me of Animal Farm. We read Animal Farm in high school. Is that George also. Orwell? Yeah. Great book. I show that movie 
good meaning behind it too. I show that movie in uh, world history class when we get into the creation of the Soviet Union. Yep. And just how freaking bonkers communism is. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Crazy, man. All right. Well, that was fun. Uh, how much time have we been recording? Like an hour. Look at us two learned men talking yep. about our the books that we yep. like to read. My favorite current day author is Jeff Perlman. He writes he, he like pretty much strictly biographies. Okay. He did the Showtime Lakers biography, which is unbelievable. Is it good? It just athletes live crazy lives sometimes, man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's done a lot of amazing uh, sports biographies and stuff. I just love. My favorite biographer is probably Ron Chernow. He I've wrote, heard of him. He wrote the Hamilton biography, which I read. Yeah. Really good. Um, and he wrote the the Ulysses S. Grant one. I think he did one on Washington, too. Me and Brett watched All all Quiet on the Western Front. The new Netflix one? Yeah. Isn't it punishing? It's sad. And that is the whole point. Like, depressing. The whole point of that, that one, book. That one, I felt so terrible for some of those people. The whole point of that book is that war is hell. Yeah, man. And... In war, human beings are expendable means to an end. It was crazy to see the crap that those guys went through, man. And and did I really enjoyed how like the movie starts out and you're seeing them repair uniforms from soldiers that have died. Yep. They put it on this kid, and what happens at the end? Yep. He dies. And somebody else gets his uniform, and it just drives the point home of like you are just a statistic yep. in this war between two governments that can't get along and you will be the one that pays the ultimate price. Yep. All right, buddy. We had a break. I had some chips and corn salsa. It was amazing. Yep. That was a fun discussion about books and reading and and I hope people out there enjoy it and don't get bored by it. You know what we never mentioned? Pizza Hut Book It. What is that? What? Maybe if you start explaining it, I'll remember it. What? <laughs> Pizza Hut Book It? Was it a program? Yes. You read books, okay. and Pizza Hut gave you coupons for free personal pan pizzas for reading books. This was a huge actually, deal to all 90s kids. I actually remember this. Now that you explain it, I do remember it. And I was one of the least rewarded kids, probably, because I wasn't a great reader. Didn't you get like mad because like you, you like read a book on the final day and they didn't count it? I did uh, for the EBS trip. Oh, okay. I did. He had to pass thirty-five books, and I did thirty, uh, thirty-four, and I passed the thirty-fifth on the day. And they said it didn't count. And in the podcast episode, we talked about that. I said that I was thinking very dark thoughts at school, and you said that I seem like a kid who wanted to, who would get mad and want to uppercut the whole town. <laughs> so. <laughs> The Pizza Hut book it thing, I feel like looking back, it would have been really easy to lie because there was no way for them to prove it. Sure. But I think like your teacher maybe had to sign the little form. Um, yeah, that you makes would, sense. You would write down like all the books you read. I think you had to read so many in a month. And then I remember getting a pin that you could wear for like, or you put in your backpack like Pizza Hut book it club. And like I watched like Reading Rainbow a lot when I was growing up. Great show. With LeVar Burton. Magic School Bus. Oh, yeah. Miss Frizzle all the way. Yep. Um, and then like book fairs, loved book fairs. Yep. I, I love getting that little color, fl- that color bifold flyer. And I kind of, I think it's cool when my kids bring the little book fair flyers home. I try to always say yes. Like, yeah, we'll buy you a book. Yeah. My gosh. If I go poor because I bought my kids too many books, it's not whatever. So be it. So be it. 
you're you are uh recorded and on record saying that you would try to complete your Christmas shopping at the book fair. Yeah, because when you're a kid, <laughs> when other what other you don't there's no you can't take yourself to Target or Walmart, right? <laughs> right. So the only time only chance you have to buy your family presents without them around book is fair. the book fair. Because yep. that's the only shopping you can do as a kid by yourself. Hey dad, I bought you this Ken Griffey Jr. poster. <laughs> I used to always look for the book fair book about that had all the addresses of the athletes so you could write sure. them letters yes sir and try to get them to send you like autograph stuff back all righty let's transition the next meaty topic we're going to discuss before doing some 90s talk and bouncing out of here is best tv show hangouts so many classics uh to discuss and I, we don't have to do a draft or anything we're just gonna just gonna talk about the best hangouts so many fun ones Give me, give me some one from your list. All right. Uh, first one I have written down is maybe the most iconic, the Central Perk, mm-hmm. the coffee shop that the Franz hung out at. The Franz? <laughs> the f- Dennis Franz? <laughs> the Franz hung out at. And except for like talk. one episode, nobody else was ever sitting in the best seat in the house, the couch. They always left that for those people. Yep. Except for that one episode where the, the bullies are there. Yep. Amazing how in the middle of New York City that... Prime seating was always open. Always. Classic how that works out. Yep. I love a good coffee shop hang. Coffee shops are my jam. I love coffee. Where is there coffee shops around here? Oh, you got to go to Storm Lake. Do you hang out at coffee shops? I go for coffee, you know, once a week, usually over to the old coffee tree in Storm Lake. Okay. They should be a sponsor for how much money I spend there. <laughs> I, um,. I don't. I don't like coffee. I wish I did. I'm trying to get into it. I'm trying Man. to mess. I've been. I've been Do trying. I love it. I've been trying warm tea lately. Yeah, like a little English breakfast tea with a spice and a splash of milk. I've been trying. It's pretty good. I bet. Um, it's okay. I'm just. I'm not a huge hot beverage guy, but I'm trying to become one. I honestly can't even remember when I got into coffee. But did boy, you it do as a kid? I love it. Now did I started when I was in college. I think. Your parents didn't like you didn't like steal sips of coffee from your parents. No, and my I mean both of my parents love hot black coffee. The older you get, the more you just get like black coffee. Like yeah. you just don't want anything in it. That's what I drink. There, I feel like everybody's for the most part on a journey with their taste buds. Of like, as you get older, you just like bitter things more and more, and you like sweet things less and less. Am I wrong about that? Probably not. I've been hot black coffee since day one. From day since day one, day one, hot and black. I like a French vanilla cappuccino. They're they're tasty. Do you like stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm always going to opt for the coffee, but I'll drink a French vanilla cappuccino. Do you like iced coffee? Never had one. Some people are really into iced coffee. My wife likes iced coffee. Never ever had one once in my life. I yeah. actually spent a podcast episode back in the early days chastising iced coffee. Why? I don't know. Because I'm a ignorant hot black coffee drinker. <laughs> And I went on a tirade about it, do but you, it's not that bad. Do you drink coffee in the summer? Oh, yeah. So it could be like 100 degrees out in the middle of July, and my grandma would order like like hot black coffee and like chili. Yep. Same. I love unsweetened iced tea. So I, good thought, stuff. I feel like because I like unsweetened tea so much better than sweet tea, you'd think there'd be a natural jump to coffee with the bitterness, but- I just struggle with it. Just got to commit to like for like a month. See if you can do it. I just bought some French vanilla coffee, not cappuccino. 
just French vanilla coffee grounds. And I was going to tell my wife, like, because I don't even know how to work the coffee pot in our house. Like, why don't you just brew up like a cup's worth? Yeah. I want to try this. I think you'd like it. I do love French vanilla cappuccino, though. It, the French vanilla black coffee is going to be a lot different. You'll yeah. still have that subtle flavor of it, but it won't be as bold. Do I need to doctor up my coffee? Everybody says, like, when you start out, you use a lot of milk and sugar. And then over time, you start basically wanting less and less milk and sugar in it until you become you a straight French black coffee guy. If you did that French vanilla coffee and you just added, like, a tablespoon of creamer, you would love it. You know, the only creamer we have in our house is that my wife always buys this. Um, it's like, it's a big holiday one. It's like candy cane mocha or something. I don't know. Yeah. A splash it, of that would be good. All of this came from friends. Central Park. Mitch, okay. Mine is <laughs> Eric Foreman's basement in that 70s show. How did you take that? I just said. I had the Foreman, <laughs> I had the Foreman basement written down and I didn't think it would get said. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I, what a great hang. Yeah. My basement had a, a we our basement at my house turned into a fun hang fun fun hang spot for a while. Yeah. We had some old couches, TV, Nintendo. I mean, yep. we had all that stuff. And like my brother put a mini fridge in there. Like it was such a great place to watch movies. Yeah. And or play Xbox or st- hang out with your friends. A basement really like when you live with your parents, the basement can be your utopia. Yep. Where you get away to. I put a futon and old chair and some TVs and like went and bought some carpet and cleaned out a corner in my parents' basement to hang out in post-college when I came back with my friends. It was a great time. Uh, see, ours was high school. And because it was under the stairs, you could hear whenever somebody was coming. Love it. So you could, I don't know, just nobody could sneak up on you. Yeah. Um, what's your next hangout place? Anyway, my next hangout is the Max. Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. I'm a sucker for a good diner. Yeah. Just a diner hang. I, I'm jealous of kids from that era. I feel like we didn't have diners. Where all the after a basketball game, after a sporting event, after anything, all the kids would just go hang out and meet up at, and then from there, people go out and do stuff. Mm-hmm. Ah, I just we missed out on that. I would have loved it so much. My parents always talk about how they had those. We didn't have, yeah, my town, we didn't have like a great diner. We didn't have yeah. a great place to hang out. No, me and my friends, we hung out in a parking lot of a building on Main Street in Elta on a corner, and we called it the corner. Just meet at the corner. We'd hang out there. So my town had this thing on Main Street. There was a mural and like a bunch of planters, and it was, we called it, it was called the plaza, but it was this little, garden type area on main street and when my brother was in high school the plaza was a big place to hang out i was like i was like middle school and freshman um i didn't hang out there because i don't know that there was a lot of great stuff happening at the plaza (laughs) (laughs) but you would drive up there like at any any night of the week and there was all these kids cars just parked on the parking on the street and they were just standing around (laughs) it was wild that's what we would do we would just sit at the corner and talk and do nothing. We'd all, I'd pull up there in my truck. Everyone would sit in the back of my truck and hang out. Uh, at one point, I built like some bench seating into the back of my truck for us to sit on. Okay. It's just a good time. Um, so the Max, say by the bell. 
My next hang is Moe's from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, Moe's Tavern. <laughs> Moe's Tavern just looks like a cool place to hang with your buddies. Yeah. He's got dart machine. Yep. Sometimes you get some music in there, like yep. in the Flaming Moe's episode when Aerosmith plays. Yes. Or the B-Sharps sing there. The B-Sharp, by the way. You got the love tester machine in the corner. <laughs> I was really hoping the B sharps would be part of the trivia night. I almost, I, I honestly almost included them. I was ready because I, I wasn't sure anyone I else went, was going to get. I them. went with Lurleen Lumpkin instead. Nothing wrong with that. No. All right, my next Arnold's, the drive-in at Happy Days. Oh, the drive-in at Happy Days. I'm telling you, man, I'm a sucker for them old like drive-in diner things. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, Arnold's, the jukebox, all the kids hanging. There's just so much. F- so much fun. Did you ever see the music video for Buddy Holly by Weezer? Uh-uh. It takes place at Arnold's. For real? They superimposed Weezer into Happy Days. You should watch it. It's really Man. good. I'm like, nostalgia really is effective on me. Mm-hmm. If someone re- wanted to sell something to me and they use nostalgia, I'm in. Anyway. Good to know. Yeah. Use uh, it. Uh, I'm going to go with the bar and cheers. Coach, Woody, Normie. Where everyone knows your name, man. Um, What's the... What's the mailman's name? Oh, Cl- Cliff Clavin. Cliff yep, Clavin. There it name. is. Yeah. All right. Um, also going back to, I know I got to that 70s show, The Hub. Oh. Was the place they would go chill. All the kids would get good pizza, uh, darts, pool, all the good stuff. When they weren't the former basement, they were at The Hub. That's it. Uh, I would say the hardware store from Home Improvement. Okay, I was going to ask you, that's a great one, I was going to ask you at the end of all this if Home Improvement had one, because I was trying to think. Yeah, he would go hang out at the hardware store. And I couldn't think of one, but it wasn't like- Now that you say that, yeah, Harry's Hardware. It wasn't like the foreman's basement where it was like a focal point of the show, but uh, that was definitely a place that Tim hung out. Yeah, Harry. I almost said their garage. Sure. But it's not like- Tim didn't hang out there with his buddies. Yeah. Man, imagine the amount of times that he had to go out and scrape Jill's car because the garage was always <laughs> occupied with his projects. Um, were Tim and Al friends? I think so. Maybe, well, Tim, I don't maybe think Tim Al, liked maybe, hanging out with Al. Maybe Tim was Al's friend. No, no, no. Al no. might not have been Tim's friend. No, if anything, it's the other way around. I don't think Tim wanted to hang out with Al. Yeah, that's what I meant. Al wanted to hang out with Tim. But they were there for each other. It was an interesting friendship. Yeah, Tim was a real <laughs> jerk to him. At times. Yeah. That's a great one, the hardware store. Um, JJ's Diner, Parks and Rec. Does that not count? Um, <laughs> I think it counts. I don't know that it's like a hangout. It's, it counts. Hmm. Well, we uh, won't discuss it. Oh, then. I just had one and I lost it. Oh no no I got it. You can edit the part out where I was thinking again. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Cody's van and step by step. Wow. <laughs> wow. Cody's van seemed like a cool place to hang out. <laughs> That's great. He had a sick van. He did. Uh Chubby's from Boy Meets World. That was the man, you are a diner guy. Yeah. I probably Chubby's? have way too many diners on here. I don't know. I just I probably have said too many diners. They, all, they of, all offer the same thing. Speaking of diners, what about like the Peach Pit? Was the Peach Pit a diner on Beverly Hills and Antonio? It I was. I think it was. Never seen it. Then there was Peach Pit After Dark, where I think it turned into a concert venue. Okay. Never seen it. Yeah. My bad. 
You got yeah. another one? Um, I have a lot. I think I would have enjoyed hanging out in the basement on Full House. Fantastic. We're like Jesse's recording studio. And <laughs> Joey's room was. Joey's room was down there. Also really liked Jesse and Rebecca's room on the top floor in the in the that was in the attic that they remodeled. That was really cool. Hands down the best room in the house. Legit. If you get an attic room, man, it's always the biggest. The drunken clam on Family Guy? <laughs> yeah. That's another good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I have uh let's see here. Oh, oh, what's uh what's the diner in Seinfeld? Monk's Cafe. Monk's Cafe. Yep. That would be a good solid one, one yeah. Yeah. Um, the Ice House from um, Dawson's Creek. It was like a bar and grill restaurant. Cool, like old little like fish shack house right on the water. Kids would go there and hang out. It had an outdoor seating area you could chill. It's kind of like their own little boardwalk. My all-time favorite from TV, probably. Oh, oh, oh. Dude, the Emporium from Days and Confused. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. That is solid you got pool you got foosball yep you got like what pinball machines probably yep. good music probably air hockey you scoop the loop you come back to the emporium you scoop the loop again you come back man that's the days i wish i would have been born in the 40s yeah maybe in born the 40s in the, maybe born in the 50s my mom was born in 1959 and she was the exact same age as the kids in that movie all right so i wish i was born in the late 50s yeah Man, what a time to be alive. Uh, my last one I have written down, it's probably... Well, I have two more, sorry. Um, I'm going to save the best for last, so I'm going to save this one first. Coffee Bucks. The coffee shop that got built and put into the hospital in Scrubs. That I don't even remember that. Coffee Bucks, yeah. I remember them going to the cafeteria a lot. No. Nah, what about that bar in Scrubs where uh, JD always order, ordered apple teenies? Yep. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, Coffee Bucks was put in like strictly for like revenue by Dr. Kelso, and then it turned into like the hangout where they all hung all, and you know, he ended up making no money because mm. they all assume they get it for free because they were they work there. <laughs> but my all time favorite TV hangout is the study room and community. Oh, the study room and community—that's a good one. What a time to just hang out, see the conversations between those. I mean, so many people wanted to get into the study group, but they couldn't. It was exclusive. Um, Such a just, I'd love to be a part of I that study some, group. I have some honorable mentions. Okay. Um, the He-Man Woman Hitters Clubhouse from <laughs> Little Rascals looks dope. What a great hang. Especially once it gets rebuilt. Yes. And then I'm thinking either Poor Richards wow. from The Office. Yes. Or, <laughs> I don't know, Michael and Jan's Townhouse. <laughs> The scene of where all the candles the, are. The most awkward episode of TV ever written. That would be. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Isn't it like, is it Sense by Jan or Candles by Jan? or Candles by Jan. Yeah. Why do I always think it's Sense by Jan? And I don't Michael asks for a $10,000 investment and Andy Bernard, without missing a beat, just goes, thought about it, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> that episode's iconic. Uh, golly, that is so good. I just thought. Um, like for movies, like any treehouse. I almost said Bart's treehouse from The Simpsons, but I went with Moe's. Yeah, man. Like Step Brothers had a good treehouse. They did. Um, the movie Jack, they have a good treehouse. Home Alone, Kevin had a treehouse. Did he? Yeah. 
Remember he goes zip lining over to the treehouse in Home Alone 1? I don't watch that movie nearly as much as you do. Yeah. Somehow I brought up Home Alone again. Uh, Saint, what about Insane Almost Fire? Isn't the, isn't the bar called Saint Almost yeah, Fire? Saint Almost Fire. How That's about a that good song? That song's great too. Yeah. Saint Almost Fire. Dude, that's such a good song, man. I'm going to listen to it when we're done. Me too. All right. Well, thanks for talking through all that. That was fun. Um, 90s Quick Hitter? Let's just take a trip back to memory lane and uh, 90s Quick Hit it. So you reminded me of this with something you sent me on Instagram the other day. You sent me a video of the Wrestle Buddy. Oh, yeah. I had one. I owned a Hulk Hogan one. It First, was, they were called. They were, it's called Wrestling Buddy. Oh yeah, Wrestling Buddy. I either had Hulk Hogan or Macho Man Randy Savage. I can't remember which one. I had Macho Man. Man, so it reminded me of like it triggered a memory of like doing wrestling moves on random objects around the house. Random objects. What about people or people or like your pillows on your bed? You'd like do your own little wrestling show in your room and. Like I used to jump, I used to my bed was my was my arena, and I would climb up on my dresser that was in the corner of my room and jump off of it onto my bed with like flying elbows and stuff. Like how I a didn't destroy the bed. Like if I would have seen myself doing that now as an adult, I would slap the crap out of me. My poor parents putting up with that, just destroying everything. But oh gosh, I loved it, and I'd put my body pillows into. The freaking walls of Jericho and stuff like that. <laughs> having wrestling matches. My brother and I would pull our mattresses out into the living room, base, the basement living room. Oh, love it. And like jump off our couches. Um, I was a big wrestling fan growing up. I had Same. a wrestling buddy. Uh, it was autographed by Macho Man Randy Savage. Love it. My brother got a bloody nose on it. And then my <laughs> mom had to put it in the washer. And now the autograph is faded. It's still there, but it's faded. What are we doing? Um... Once I hit middle school and some friends got trampolines, we took the wrestling to a whole nother level. Yes. Like we we were like legitimate for kids, like backyard wrestlers. Yes. We, we made belts at first, then we bought the the nice ones. Yep. And like we would we would plan sleepovers at my buddy Kelly's house. Kelly's mom would let us do whatever and he he had a trampoline in his backyard. And then we would hype the matches like the whole week at school. Like, so we'd plan to sleep over on Friday and then we're like cutting promos in the hallways in junior high. Like <laughs> yes. I was always the rock and like my friend Eric was always triple H and like I'd cut a promo like between class and be like, triple H, you're not coming out of here alive this weekend and I'm going to beat you for the WWF title. And like we would, we had WWF the music volume like one or two or something. So we would make people like play our song on a boom box and we'd come out of Kelly's back door. Like it was under the jumbotron and oh my we'd gosh. like walk to the trampoline. That's incredible. And we would like use ladders at Kelly's house. Sometimes we would like string the belt up uh, from a tree limb above the trampoline. Yes. And it was like ladder match, ladder match, um, <laughs> Kelly's we had asked Kelly's mom if like like they got a new fridge or something we're like don't throw that box out that was like our table you could throw someone through a cardboard like a massive (laughs) cardboard box yeah we took a two by four and wrapped chicken wire around it like it was cap uh cactus jacks two by four with (laughs) with barbed wire you guys went all out we hit each other with parking cones I took one of my mom's like flimsy cookie sheets there one time and we were hitting each other in the head with it (laughs) we had so much fun with that it was like every boy's dream to do that. It yeah. was the best. We had tag team titles. We had a yeah. hardcore title. We had a uh, intercontinental title. 
Um, and we would, we would like have like our bill, like, okay, so Ryan and Eric are going to wrestle for the heavyweight title. And then like Matt and Brian are going to wrestle Kelly and Lucas for the tag team title. And like, we would plan out our whole night. Like what's the order of the show. Yeah. And then like afterward we'd be like, dude, that was such a great match. (laughs) But like we learned too, like it was kind of like improv. Like you can't take all the time. You know, like you can't not you gotta give. You can't do moves to everybody else and never let someone do a move to you. That's not how this works. Yep. Then we started mixing in some camcorders and we would like try to like I remember one time like going up to the camera and like cutting a promo into the camera like mid match. <laughs> I love it. I have a bunch of these I had a bunch of these belts. I ended them because at some point you just kinda outgrow it. I'd love to see the videos. I I wish we had them. Man. Ke- Kelly Temple probably has them somewhere on a camcorder, but um when when we kind of got too old for it, I had the titles. I had the heavyweight title. Yeah. Um I think I could tell that we were kind of getting to the end of being into it, and so I didn't want to lose the title. So I just refused to like <laughs> lay down for the title. <laughs> what, oh, I remember buying a, a referee shirt from somebody so we could do special referee matches <laughs> and you were just trying to screw somebody over you just quit count them and you had to take it yeah. right you quit count i'm a special referee yep. i can, I I can quit count it. if i want to yeah we got way into that wrestling stuff Dude. yep we uh you pretty much just took the words right out of my mouth uh me and did like you a, do backyard wrestling yeah me and like a group of like five or six friends would do it uh sometimes we do it inside the house it was winter and we'd like set up like a pay-per-view bill. Sometimes we'd have like a Royal Rumble uh-huh. and do like a two-minute countdown on the computer until the next person came in. <laughs> that sounds awesome. And Did Tommy do this with you guys? No, he was never part of the wrestling. Why do I feel like Tom was too cool for everything? Yeah, he probably was. He's too was. cool for board games. He's yeah. too cool for wrestling. Yeah, he was just You know what he's not too cool for? Nintendo track and field. True. He was just at home <laughs> doing that with his puka shell necklace on. <laughs> but we would do Royal Rumbles and we would do tag team matches and we bought belts. Oh, yeah. And uh, I remember once uh, we were out in my buddy's yard and my buddy who this happened to listens to this podcast, avid listener. So he's going to hear this and probably giggle. So Brett was involved in this. Brett goes and does like a wrestling move on this on this buddy of ours who, brett, brett the hitman han brett the hitman han <laughs> goes and we're outside in the yard and my buddy uh is one of my one of our classmates younger brother had just got bleach blonde hair done does a move onto him where he slams him into the ground grass stained his hair <laughs> got a grass stain in his bleach blonde hair and got so pissed and wanted to murder brett did you watch wwf raw every monday night I oh, never had never had oh, cable. Okay. That was a big. Rock I was guy. always really jealous of my friends coming to school talking about it, and I never got to see it. And then I went. I went to like for a while there. I went to like every pay per view. My friend Eric, his parents would let jealous. He had two older brothers, and they all loved wrestling. And so their parents said, "You guys can get the pay per view." Yeah. Everybody that comes to the house needs to bring five dollars to pay for the pay per view, and then that also got you unlimited chili and uh there was a massive cooler full of mountain dew <laughs> i loved pay-per-view sunday nights because they're once a month yeah sounds and, incredible and then like usually some backyard wrestling would break out afterward because yep. we were all amped up after watching pay-per-views but yep. i smear like my mom or my brother dropping me off at eric's house and i was like this is gonna be such an awesome like three to four hours i'm gonna eat chili i'm gonna drink my weight in mountain dew and like a, an entire room full of like teenage boys, we're all just going to watch WWF pay per views. Yeah, 
It's the greatest. Oh, it's so good. I like fake fighting more than real fighting. Yeah. I still remember watching the TLC Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, like the first TLC tag team match Yep. when Jeff Hardy was doing just bonkers stuff. See, See I never got it, to watch that stuff, and so my mom, we would always go over to Star Video in Storm Lake, and I that's where I'd get my wrestling movies and rent them, my wrestling VHSs, and watch them all. Did you have friends that would watch it on Monday night? Oh, yeah. Why didn't all you just friends. go to their house? I don't know. Probably too late. My parents wouldn't let me go. Did you ever play wrestling video games? Mm-hmm. Yeah, SmackDown. Wrestling video SmackDown games. Two on PlayStation One is one of the greatest video games that's ever been yep. invented. I had it. So there is sixty-four different wrestlers on that game. Yeah, I think there's sixty-six total, but that's if you count like Cactus Jack and Dude Love or something, right? Like the the other characters of yep. ma- mankind. Yep. Um. So when I was in high school. So this is more like a throwback because that was a middle school game. My friend Eric and I um, came up with the Crash Holly Invitational. (laughs) We made a 64-man bracket. Okay. We had so much fun in study hall. Like, okay, let's write down all 64 wrestlers in the game. Now we got to seed them. Okay. (laughs) Jeez. So we seeded them. The one seeds. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Undertaker, Triple H. Right? Those are your... Those are one seeds. Um, or Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is a clear two seed. Okay. It was like Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, Kane. Yeah. And I think Chris Jericho. Okay. Good two seed. Um, <laughs> and then we made a paper bracket of all 64. And then we got the school secretary to photocopy a bunch of them. And we gave them out to our friends. And we're like, predict this. And... Um, so we took everybody's brackets. It was like March Madness, right? You yeah. pick your bracket. And then Eric came over to my house on a Saturday. We got pizza and Mountain Dew. And we we simulated every match. Jeez. We didn't even play the tournament. Did you watch them? Yes. We just put it on the controllers on computer versus computer. And each round of the tournament was a different match. So like round one was hardcore. Round two was like, I don't know, table match. And okay. then... Like the final four was a TLC match and the um, uh, championship match was Hell in a Cell, right? That's amazing. And we would just do computer versus computer and then we would just watch it like we were watching a real wrestling match. Uh, we decided we would play the final match and it ended up being like Gangrel versus like we got so pumped when like a one seed would get upset because when it's a table match, like anything can happen. Yeah. He's just got to throw him through a table. Gangrel. I can't believe it. <laughs> From the brood, yeah, uh, the Ministry of Darkness. It was like Gangrel versus Christian, like from Edge and Christian. Um, so we call it the Crash Holly Invitational because we love Crash Holly. Yeah. So flash forward to present day, um, and the pandemic hits. Okay, we're all stuck at home. School's canceled mm-hmm. essentially, and Mr. Galvin is a big wrestling guy. Caden mm-hmm. Shea. And Brennan Shea, yeah. big wrestling guys. Yep. So I tell them about this. And remember, it's the pandemic. We're just all cooped up at home. I made on Google a completely full bracket using like WWE 2K19 or whatever. It, it would have been 2K19 or 2K20. Yep. Um, and because we had nothing to do, we I listed all the wrestlers in the game. And then I said, okay, guys, together... Everybody rank these wrestlers, and then I'll do the composites 
and generate a bracket and we'll do a new crash hall invitational and we picked each round a different match and then i set my computer up with zoom (laughs) and brennan and caden and mr galvin and i filled out brackets and we we simulated these matches this is the most amazing thing i've ever heard and uh we it's just like the nerdiest thing but it's so much fun it reveals something about me which is that i love brackets I love all brackets. Brackets are the best. They're they're awesome. They're so much fun. And believe that it or not, one would be amazing. It, it was fun to just simulate wrestling matches and just watch them and see what would happen. That's incredible. I remember I had the VHS Hulkamania forever that my aunt Sue gave Ooh. me. It was so great. It was all Hulk Hogan's best matches. I had Sting behind the mask, mm. and I had um, the best of WrestleMania, which yep. was awesome. Man, so many good ones. I would love going to star video and storm lake and like pull and like reading the backs and picking which ones i wanted to watch from the best matches because I, I had never seen any of them so i legit didn't know how they went it was I, so fun i had a vhs tape too of like the history of the hardcore title which is my favorite it's probably my second favorite title and the, when the hardcore title could just be defended 24 7 yeah <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> you know what's fun. so funny is so great. We bought two WWF heavyweight belts when we were in middle school, right? Yeah. Like the nice like foam and plastic. We bought two. One of them we like broke. We cut up. We made it look just like the hardcore title, <laughs> right? Even had the athletic tapes across the front with hardcore and black marker, <laughs> and that could be defended anytime, anywhere in our school. So you might That's just get like incredible. jumped in the locker room at PE and. and <laughs> got to defend your hardcore title <laughs> while you got your freaking gym shorts around your ankles trying to get changed. <laughs> Amazing. That's the stuff. Like, those are fun memories from yeah. school. Like, it was actually kind of stressful being the hardcore champ because you're just like... You're always <laughs> looking over your shoulder. 24-7, you're looking I over hope, your shoulder. I hope kids nowadays do fun things like that. Uh, I don't know. Man. I, I took it too far one time. When we didn't have we didn't have social media and all that crap, we, we just did the dumbest stuff. You know what a pedigree is, right? Of course. Okay, so I'm in math class. Triple H is finisher. I'm in math class. Essentially, you put someone's head between your legs, facing down. Yep. You pull their arms behind their back, yep. and you jump and basically smash their head into the ground right but on tv how he does it is he sort of pinches your head between his knees so his knees hit first his knees hit and your head doesn't ever really hit right so i'm in math class the teacher's not there yet this is not gonna end well it doesn't it doesn't end well at all actually the teacher's not there yet she's like i don't know making copies or something and it's a tile floor (laughs) and i say to this kid chris like i was so into wrestling i was like dude can i do like a pedigree to you he's like um i i go dude there's like a trick to it like you're not gonna get hurt <laughs> and he's like okay and uh i totally smashed his face into the tile floor <laughs> and like one of the girls who witnessed the whole thing was horrified <laughs> chris is like crying and i remember thinking i was not a mean kid i i didn't mean to like hurt him and i remember thinking like i'm dead my parents are never gonna let me watch wrestling anymore <laughs> And I'm going to get, like, sent to the principal's office and, like, big-time detention, right? And so... He just Chris smashed him face first into the floor. Totally pedigreed him into a tile floor. Because you had his arms, so he couldn't stop it. Correct. And I wasn't strong enough. And I was worried about my own knees smashing into the floor. So I was more worried about protecting myself. So anyway, Chris sits in his... De- he's crying. He sits in his desk. I feel terrible. Teacher walks in, and she's like... 
all right, guys, get your stuff out. And then she's like, Chris, what's wrong with you? Why are you crying? And I remember thinking, like, this is it. I'm total dead man. I goofed up. I goofed up real bad. He bet he had your back, didn't and he? And Chris was like, nothing. You know, and he just threw his, threw his tears. He's like, nothing. And she's like, okay. And she's like, she just like went on. She didn't explore it any further. And I got away with it. And I man. felt terrible. I apologized to him. I was like, I'm really sorry, man. I really thought I could do it like where it doesn't hurt you. <laughs> do you know what a de- uh, what the 3D was? Yeah. Okay. We did that to this girl, Shay, at a track meet in junior high. And I'm we could have snapped her neck. <laughs> you got to stop doing these wrestling moves. That's the, that's the story. moral of the story. This is, is like, it says up across the bottom. Don't do this at home. Yes. Don't do this at home. Eric's cousin, Shay. We were like, Shay. We know how to do this. Like, you just run at Eric. He'll pick you up. And, like, then we'll do this. We just want to show you with this move. Yeah. Why she agreed to do this, I don't know. Eric picks her up. I, like, pulled down on her head too fast. Her body, like, bends in half. Like, the head hits before. Uh, we we could have snapped this girl's neck at him. <laughs> but you didn't. So now how, you got a great story. How many kids do you think get hurt every year doing wrestling, pro wrestling? Thousands. Moves? Way too many. Because some kids take it too far and actually like put up rings in their backyards, yeah, and think they're professionals, and then they just end up seriously injured. I feel like when we did it in the backyard in the trampoline, we were all pretty much like, okay, so we're not doing anything that can paralyze somebody, right? Like, yeah. take it easy on the necks. Yep, take it easy on that stuff. Yeah, yeah. My favorite way to practice wrestling moves and perfect them was baling hay. We used to have a John Deere baler. That would throw the bales up uh-huh. to you in midair, and so the we're bale- doing like like RKOs on oh. these bales. <laughs> so I'm on the rack, and as the bale, so I'd get like a bottom layer, a bale, so it's a soft landing, and, <clears throat> and then as they're coming, I'm like grabbing a midair and like doing a rock bottom on one. What? I'm doing an RKO. I'm grabbing a bale mid, catching it mid flight, tombstone. So we went to this resort after this, I I was married. And my family goes on vacation all the time together. And we go to this resort. So I'm like 23 or 24, which makes my other brother like 27. Yeah. We start goofing around in the condo. And my brother gives me a rock bottom (laughs) through through a bed. We broke broke the bed. (laughs) We just destroyed the frame. Oh, no. <laughs> and then we had to, like, bashfully go tell my dad. We're like, hey, dad, we were, and, like, I'm married, you know, like, t- full adult. I'm like, so we were wrestling, and we broke the bed. Like, you're 12. Yeah, and we're like, and because my dad paid for the condo, we're like, you're going to have to pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> he actually thought it was kind of funny. He didn't even get mad at us. And he he told the, the owners of the resort, like, the bed broke. Just tell us what it costs. We'll pay for it. He never, like, got mad at us or ever was That's like, incredible. you idiots cost me $200 to fix a bed frame. I think he thought it was kind of funny. It, He's and, probably happy that his boys are older and still just getting along like that. And, yeah, maybe not hiding it from him. Yeah. But... Yeah, got a little carried away as adults. <laughs> That'll happen. Yep. Oh, man. Wrestling. Jeez. Wrestling. And we grew up, man, in the golden freaking era. The golden era. The attitude era. Yeah. Have you ever watched? Nothing better than Have you ever watched era. the um, documentaries, uh, The Monday Night Wars? Oh, yes. So And good. there's a podcast about it. Really? Crazy to listen to. Uh, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? 
Probably Hulk Hogan. Mine's The Rock. Hulk Hogan, number two, probably Shawn Michaels. I love Shawn Michaels so much. Sweet Chin Music's one of the best yeah. like finishers of all time. I was always, when I was young, I was so enthralled with what Savio Vega looked like under his mask. Who's Cause, that? Because his whole th- he had a big like rivalry with Stone Cold before Stone Cold blew up and became what he did. Oh, is this like when it was like the pre Attitude Era? Yeah, yeah. And Savio Vega's thing was you could never ever take his mask off, and uh, I was always just enthralled by how every match he had, people would try to take it off, and he'd somehow keep it on. It's like it's like we all wanted to know what Kane looked like under his mask. Yeah, the reason Boy, we ha- talk about a moment. Kane was introduced. Oh yeah, that that, that storyline was nuts. That was a long one. That was a great talk. I got nothing else. <laughs> Saint Elmo's fire. <laughs> what a song! That's not Saint Elmo's fire, is it? Yeah. I want to get to the chorus. It's coming. While this goes, I'm going to tell people to listen on Spotify and Apple. Check out my YouTube. Oh, there it is. What a banger. John Parr. What a song. Listen on Spotify and Apple. Check out my YouTube videos. I'd love if you guys would go to my YouTube page and watch my YouTube videos. I have a blast doing them. They're a lot of fun. So you should check that out. Um, listen to the pod. Let's blow this baby up. And uh, that's all I got. Until next time. Hot <laughs>